welcome to the first episode of The Professor and the Dropout. You've had way more of an interesting life and accomplished more, so we're going to start with you. Pretty simple to explain why I'm the dropout. I dropped out. <laughs> I did a bunch of drugs. My mother went to prison, and I had to pay bills. <laughs> so I dropped the uh, fuck out. <laughs> I kind of got a similar story, dude. Uh, I was 18. I graduated high school. My dad went to jail. I moved into my first apartment on my 18th birthday. Like two weeks later, my dad went to prison. So my little brother moved in. He got arrested at my house for breaking into a pawn shop, stealing a bunch of guns. And he went to jail. Yeah, my little brother. Uh, yeah. I'm the only non-felon in the family. <laughs> like, like, uh, I'm like, when I went to school, dude, I would get called a fag for reading a book. Like, legitimately, like, you know, people around here, just, any, you applied any kind of knowledge, you were, like, shunned. Yeah, I can't remember anything like that at all. Mm-hmm. Any, like, any, like, kids being picked on in my elementary schools and middle school for something uh, reading. It was uh, incessant around here, dude. Like, uh, there was a lot of, uh, oppre- it's not, it's, it's oppression pretty much, dude. Like, if you oh, don't fit in the norm, norm yeah. if, you, if you don't fit in with the norm around here, man, you're just like, yeah, they just <laughs> boot you to the side. And so us, and like me and all the other band nerds and all the other you know, people yeah. who got picked on all day. You know, it's my family, dude. My, like, my dad is really smart. But, you know, he didn't apply his knowledge the way I did. He was yeah, a, some yeah. of the smartest people I know were, you know, what people would consider burnouts. <laughs> and a lot of it is, is like, yeah, they, they didn't apply themselves. And one of the smartest guys I knew was just, just lived in a van down by a, by a creek. Not he didn't even get to a river. He just got to a creek. It's farly light. Yeah. <laughs> but he was super, super intelligent when you got those moments of clarity. Because he was towards, mm-hmm. when I knew him, even when I was a kid, when I knew him, he was uh, pretty old at, the, at that point. But... uh I remember, like, um, one day he was just on it, and I had, like, a conversation with him. I was like, holy shit, this dude is unbelievably intelligent. And, uh, mm-hmm. but so, I think he was one of those guys where, like, for some reason he thought doing drugs and living this life was, like, a big fuck you to society. But you guys got to realize society doesn't give a fuck. Like, you're wasting You're your one time. dude. You're yeah. one dude living in a van by the river. You're not making yeah, any they, kind of impact they on don't anybody. Care. You or even if it's a hundred dudes living in a van down by the river, still don't fucking care. <laughs> just pick up your shit. Just pick up your shit. <laughs> we'll find a way to tax you. We're going to until then. Yeah, dude. Uh, so, so I didn't actually go to this college right away after high school. I had just you know, like I said, that whole thing happened. Dad went to jail. Brother went to jail. And I just started spinning my wheels, man. I was delivering pizzas at the time. I was making a shitload of money. I'm just sitting in my car yeah. smoking a pack of cigarettes, listening to Led Zeppelin oh. on repeat. Yeah. And I started listening to podcasts and stuff like that, like Kevin Smith podcast. When that was right now, at that point is when Smodcast had first dropped. Yeah. I mean, he was one of the first, like him and Rogan. And mm-hmm. uh, oh, man, I'm blanking. There's actually there's a couple other guys too, but they were. Definitely the pioneers. Uh, of the Car- Adam Carolla. And yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, they were ahead of the time in that aspect. I didn't get to podcast till a couple of years ago. Um, uh, I like to listen. I was such a, I just like to listen to music or stand up. I was 
listen to stand up like religiously. Oh, so I would just put on stand up as I did when I worked construction or whatever. That's just what I, I love to listen to. Um, that's what I, I used to I go to go through Mitch Hedberg and I can just re listen to Mitch Hedberg over and over and over. Oh, again. dude, when I was uh, working at fucking Subway, dude, I, I would listen to so much Hedberg. Yeah, I would start to develop the canter that he speaks with. I was like, do you want onions that's on that? Great. That's great. <laughs> uh. Uh, and so, you know, I look like Mitch Hedberg's illegitimate child, just fattening in Kentucky. But I had the same, just like burnout look and the fucking yeah, the early two thousands look that we all fucking had. You will, yeah, man. It was a great one. Um, I found out about him, dude, like my senior year of high school, and that's the year he fucking died. Same, five, dude. Same here. <laughs> uh, well, so I watched. I remember seeing his Comedy Central special, like when it first came out when I was a kid, but I didn't know who he was. And then yeah, he had another, find yeah, him yeah, he had another special around that time. And it was like, oh, I, it's that guy. And then all his other stuff came up. Yeah. And then Mitch he, all together, dude. I, the album Mitch all together. Fucking uh, when I first I found that in the fucking like uh, I forgot what it was like a, we had a record store here called Waxworks, and I saw that, and I was hmm. like, that's that fucking dude. <laughs> he made the donut joke. I'm listening to this shit. <laughs> he was. He was. Yeah. He was great, man. I wanted to touch on what brought us into the nerd culture. Like, what was your experience oh, that yeah, brought you into like comics and things like that? So, on that note, what is it that brought you into nerd culture? What was like your first memory of like this cartoon mm. is fucking awesome? This card, uh, I mean, for real, dude, I used to wake up early to watch a show called Mad Max. Oh, yeah, I remember Mad Max. Fuck. Yeah, it was about, that was your yeah, morning show. I, I woke up early for that shit, dude. I don't even know how I like. I suck at sleeping anyway. It happened since I was a kid. I woke oh, up and okay. saw that, and it's a dude, goofy kid, giant bird guy, and a dude who's like uh, hated being called a chicken. He wanted to be called a fowl. <laughs> <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that same one thing. too much. Oh, yeah, dude, God. that was that was my, that was it. Then from there, I, you know, progressed into the X Men, the '90s X Men, which you know. Fuck yeah. Well, I got into oh, reading man. comics by going to the library. Uh, we had like hardbacks there of old Fantastic Four comics. Oh, interesting. And so, yes, I mean, I, I hate the Fantastic Four now. Dude, that shit is boring. But, you know, yeah, as I was a, you know, a big Fantastic Four fan myself. But as a kid, man, I mean, like, fucking, it's, it's dope. There's a giant rock guy punching, you know, like the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, since then, though, I've been a Marvel dude. I tried reading DC and everything. didn't quite work out. Oh, see, this is going to be perfect because I was the opposite. I was way more into DC, uh, and I never got into reading Marvel all that much. Oh, awesome. This will be be a good little, uh, you know, know, insight on that. Basically, the Saturday morning cartoons got me hooked, and I started reading a bunch of books. I got way into, like, the Animorph series, dude. I read every uh, one of those fucking books. I, I read every one of those. Yeah, I never read those, but I do remember those. And uh, my dad gave me his copy of uh, The Hobbit that he stole from the library when he was a kid in like the 70s. <laughs> nice. And uh, that's how I got hooked on high fantasy. And then that's what really just spread, you know, shot me down the path of being a full-blown, just like, you're a nerd for life. Tolkien is what did yeah. it for me. Interesting. 
Uh, yeah, see, for me, it was quite different. My introduction to cartoons and everything was Looney Tunes. My dad was really my dad was a 50s kid, and that's Looney Tunes was the cartoons. That was it. So when my dad would have to watch me, um, you know, my dad was, I'd say he's an old school guy. He was quiet and he went to work. Mm -hmm. He came home, he sat down, he watched his TV, went to bed, woke up, went to work, didn't, you know, that's what he did. And, uh, but, but he was, but he was there. And, you know, when we had football, he was at every practice, he was at every game, he was, he was there. So I, yeah, I've always, always respected that and, uh, and loved Yeah, my dad. My dad dude worked, you know, fucking twelve hour shifts in a steel mill. Still, you know, take come home, take me to fall practice, shit yeah. like that. Absolutely, no matter. And I and now that as me as a father, thinking about that, I was like, shit, I don't, I, I don't do that. I don't fucking do that. Like, damn, my dad was, my dad was awesome. <laughs> like, I wish you guys had a dad like my dad. <laughs> so, Louis is what got you. Culture. Oh, okay, yeah, we'll go. I'll go back to you then. Uh, yeah, yeah, Looney Tunes. Yeah, watching Looney Tunes with my dad was what probably sparked me into nerd culture. I mean, Looney Tunes are just fucking classic. And oh, uh, yeah, me. And then from there, it was. Uh, it would have been Tim Burton's Batman because I remember my brother. Nice. He was older. Than, he was older than me, so he had the movie and he would watch it. So I was absolutely just, you know, this is the fucking coolest thing ever. Uh, and then, you know, 1992 happened and fucking animated series came out. And then fucking, that was everything to me. And then my um, my introduction to comics, like, well, then, you know, obviously I got into Spider-Man and Marvel too. But by that mm-hmm. time, when like X-Men and, and Spider-Man came out, I, I was like, oh, these are great. But it's not Batman. <laughs> but I still think <laughs> Spider-Man, the animated series, is the best animated thing of uh, Marvel's catalog. Uh, even considering, what? even considering X-Men, just because of the last season of X-Men, just really, really that was trash. Really, fuck, that oh, was trash. Bad. But how how fucking dope was the Dark Phoenix saga, dude? The Dark Phoenix saga was perfect, and uh, so was the fucking Days of Futures Past. Like, mm-hmm. those were oh, so good, so good. Um, oh man, I love those. And the '90s too were like <laughs> such a great era. Like, people forget like there was a lot of comic book movies coming out in the '90s. Uh, Dark Man came out, which was like a self-made comic book movie or whatever, but it still counts in my book. Still, uh, the Shadow, yeah, which the I love, the Shadow. Uh, the Phantom yeah, was, was another fucking great one. Uh, Fuck, you had a Baldwin on on that one. <laughs> no, Baldwin was Baldwin. Uh, the Shadow. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, uh, the Phantom was. Um, oh man, he wasn't. Uh, he played the dickhead in Titanic. I always forget his fucking name. <laughs> oh fuck, Billy. Uh... Yes, Billy. Uh... Oh, what's this motherfucker? Billy Zane. Billy Zane, thank you. Yeah. I was close. I got halfway there. <laughs> I got halfway there. Yeah, those movies I, I love. Oh, man. First I, of all, I fucking love that your pull for Billy Zane is the Phantom and the dickhead from Titanic. Because that's like what <laughs> I, oh, man, it's just because I, I see memes of that so much and it's always like a hand yeah. or something like holding the child trying to get on the fucking boat or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I just always think of, when I think of him, I don't think Titanic. I don't think fucking 
Leonardo or that other bitch. I think fucking Billy Zane. <laughs> holding the, holding the baby, it? trying to get on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> His first two credits on fucking uh, Netflix, I mean on Google right now, are Titanic and The Fandom. So, yeah, you killed it. <laughs> oh, the only fucking movies he needs. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, yeah, well, he wasn't he wasn't Tombstone though. Tombstone was fucking fire. Tombstone, tombstones, yeah, yeah. Dude, I love the old western movies, man. I used to watch it with my uncle. I used to watch western them all the time. Like he got A and E, dude, and he would like once he got those American movie classics, no AMC American movie classics. Once he got yeah. that shit, dude. He, like, he would end up like sleeping two hours because he you know, he'd been watching like spaghetti westerns all night. That's my dad. And had to get up and go to work. Yeah, he to this day still watches his westerns, uh, all twenty two seasons of Gunsmoke. Uh, yeah, uh, he watches it all. He reads. He reads <laughs> fucking he reads bonanza western books. He'll even read like the crappy like romance western books. As long as oh, it's yeah. it, he reads it. My dad, uh, for me, uh, he's actually it's funny because like I I'm like that with samurais. Like I love samurais. I watch all sorts of samurai movies. I like to read anything that has to do with samurais. Like I'll read it. Like I love Bleach, the anime, because it's mm-hmm. basically fucking samurais. And uh, yeah, <laughs> some of my, my fa- some of my favorite anime, dude. When I started getting into it, uh, one of the first ones actually a uh, samurai shampoo. It was when I first started getting into that shit, like samurai stuff. Then Afro Samurai. I was like, when I first watched oh. Afro Samurai, I was like, fuck, that's it. <laughs> my uh, my introduction to anime um, was two things. First was was Dragon Ball. I didn't really realize it at the time. Mm. When I was a kid, on like a random channel on like Saturday morning or Sunday mornings or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. they played Dragon Ball and it was the peel-off arc. And the first arc of the series. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that that was just like on repeat for like two years, and I just watched that over and over again. And then there was a video store, Suncoast Video, in my mall, and I went there and uh, like asked the guy, like, do you, do you guys have any Dragon Ball? And he's like, Oh yeah. And he showed me. And by that time, you know, it was already over in Japan, so America yeah. was like slowly catching up. So they already had a couple of more things plus a couple of movies. Like, what the fuck? So I just got into it. And then it kind of like went away. Like Toonami was still a few years away from coming, mm-hmm. and we only had so much in America. I never really. I don't think I got. I got up to the um, uh, Evil King Piccolo arc, like right when that began, and then it kind of like, yeah, like I, I couldn't get any further. I was like ah, uh, and then Toonami happened and all that. Uh, but the but besides that, the other thing that the very first thing I knew, like, okay, this is different. This is anime. This isn't American made at all. Was a movie uh, called Vampire Hunter D. Okay. And, uh, my sci-fi channel used to play from midnight to five in the morning, uncut anime movies. And my brother figured that out. So he would record, he would set the VCR to record sci-fi channel between those hours. And we would wake up the next day, rewind it and see what we got. And the two that stuck with us the most was Battle Angel Alita and Vampire Hunter D. Vampire Hunter D is about this half vampire hunter who goes and just wrecks shit. And it is like high fantasy fucking darkness and crazy and mm. 
uh to this day it's still i mean i fucking they released it on blu-ray and i i pre-ordered it like i had i had to buy it uh none of my family dude or uh, i have no like brothers or anything to be into it none of my family else is into any kind of shit like this like they they nerd out over car shows and stuff like that mm-hmm. like you know yeah and then so everything i found i had to like like I said, I said, there was a, nobody around, like, in the school or anything like that was into it either until much later into high school. So, I mean, that's how I got into, you know, shit later. So, I got into anime later and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, my, my brother was definitely a big influence on that sense. Because then he, so, when, he re- when he realized I liked anime, I remember one Christmas, he bought me, like, three more movies. He bought me Akira, Princess Minoke, yeah. and I can't remember, I can't really, remember what the dude. other one was. And uh, I just rewatched. Like, a, I just got ripped the other day, dude. Like two weeks ago, I rewatched Akira. I need to rewatch it. I haven't watched that one in a long time. I rewatched Princess Monoke not too long ago, and uh, still one of my favorites. Still one of my favorites. Um, uh, seen as a, my only uh, option for watching shit right now is the Switch. <laughs> and so I have Hulu and Funimation and YouTube. So I'm about to start dipping into Funimation and watching some more anime. Shit, you should just go down. Uh, um, you know what you should watch? You should watch Extreme Dinosaurs on YouTube. Okay. Do you, rem- do you remember Extreme Dinosaurs? <laughs> I remember like little parts of it. Yes. You Kinda start like watching. Shark- you start watching. Shit it, like you'll be like, oh my god, this. Is- yeah, it's exactly. It's that whole like Street Sharks era of things, but Extreme mm-hmm. Dinosaurs is uh, everything that I forgot I needed in my life. i just googled it and like had a nostalgia wave immediately yeah same here because i came across it randomly because i was looking up other old 90s cartoons so youtube recommended it to me i was like wait a minute i know these things and i started watching like oh my god i know this (laughs) finally i can watch something besides like pokemon speed runs now i've been getting way into pokemon lately dude yeah pokemon is uh Either it bites you hard, or you know, like I said, oh, this this card looks cool. I'm gonna keep it. Yeah. For me, it's always the games. I was never into the cards, and that's definitely what the, it is for, like the girls and the and younger kids. Mm-hmm. About the cards and stuff, which is fine. My what? niece was super into it. She has like one of those what five thousand fucking card holders or whatever, and it was just every single yeah. Pokemon. I was like, damn, more power to you. <laughs> Uh, when I worked at a GameStop, man, every one of the girls there, they would all, like, at the end of the day, would buy, like, three or four packs of Pokemon cards. I'm like, nah, dude, I could buy a six-pack with that money. No. Yeah. I used to be that random guy. I would just randomly buy, like, Yu-Gi-Oh cards or Pokemon cards Mm -hmm. or whatever. And one day, I was like, I had, you know, that five or six shoe boxes just full of these cards. And none of them were worth anything because they're all like just oh, those yeah. $2 starter packs that I just randomly would buy. Mm-hmm. And I just threw them away. I just fucking <laughs> threw them all away. I don't fucking care. I just threw them in the garbage. I was, I was that way with magic cards, man. Like I had, I, was, I got bit hard with it and it lasted for about a month until I went down to you know, the local hobby store in, in Louisville and realized I had no fucking idea what I was doing and I didn't want to put the time in to do it to like learn how to play this game. I haven't played since elementary school and my girlfriend's friend who's a pretty big nerd. Her and her husband were like super into magic and she asked me about it because she knew about the D and D and the podcast. 
So do you play uh, you know, Magic? Like, oh, I mean, I did when I was like fucking eight. <laughs> you know, back when Pogs were still fucking the shit. And um, she was like, "What are Pogs?" Like, yeah, don't worry about it. So uh, <laughs> she started telling me about all like the new shit, like, like the new rules, the new cards, and all this shit. I, I, what are you? Spe- she was speaking in tongues, as far as I was concerned. I, like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Dude, the whole time I was working in my undergrad, I was uh, working at just random restaurants around Bowling Green and stuff like that. And uh, yeah. every, you know, there's always this in like 22, 23 year old, and they're always like, you know, with the new magic shit, they're all just getting around playing it. You can play it on your phone and shit like that. And it's all kinds of different oh, yeah. cool. You got all the cards on your phone and shit. And I'm like, no, man, this is. It ain't yeah. it for me. Yeah, it's just not for me. I, I I think it's awesome that magic is still going. And it seems like there's been a resurgence in its popularity oh, yeah. too. Uh so that's awesome. More power to it. But I couldn't yeah, it's too much for me. I was not a reader. I did not get into fantasy until much later. I liked sci fi. Like I read all the Ender books and the Bean saga. Uh, and that is yeah. what my Orson Scott Card is one of my hands down favorite authors, dude. I've read many of uh, much of his work. And it's read, so good. Yeah, I've only read those and I read one other book. Uh, or read the other, read the Alvin Maker series, story. man. If you I, I know, I know. That's I know that's like his <laughs> other his other one. Um I got yeah, so like I read those and I was really into war books. I read a lot of like Vietnam books. I read Black Hawk Down. Oh hell yeah. I, I, I read Black Hawk Down. Uh, twice in one sitting. Like I would read a chapter and I would immediately reread the chapter because I was just too dumb to understand the military lingo and stuff. So like I would have to sit oh, there and then like cross because my cousin was in the Marines at the time. So like whenever I would talk to him, I would be like, "You like I'm reading this book. Like what does this mean?" But uh, that I like, really like those stuff. It wasn't fuck man. I don't even remember the first like fantasy book I read to be honest. Uh, for me, it was it was the Hobbit. My dad gave me that, dude, and I just I went off the deep end. And then, uh, in my uh, in my recovery, I spent six months in the hospital, you know, learning to walk again, doing all that stuff again. So I just yeah. like voraciously read read through all the whole Alvin Baker series. So like that, my dad would walk down to the library and give me new books and stuff and bring them to me. And it was cool as hell, dude. Yeah, I I really I really try to get as many people like I promote reading. I mean, look at everybody said it, it's cliche now, but your brain is a muscle. You, the more you work it out, the more you know. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And now you know I have all this knowledge that I can do like stupid fantasy shit with when we play D and D. I wish being a DM and doing it. I wish I read more. Like I, I realized, like man, I really and like when I listen to other D and D guys or uh, dungeon masters like Brendan Lee Mulligan mm-hmm. or. Matt Mercer, for example, the big guys, uh, they the are they're, they're they're literature nerds. Like they read mm-hmm. fucking every fantasy series out there because that was their bread and butter. Uh, I wasn't. I was a video game and cartoon nerd, ah. and, which gives gives me a lot of a different type of creativity. It's not the same as when you <clears throat> read books. Well, still though, dude. Uh, and when you play video games, like I'm a huge video game person too, and it's, that's you escaping into another reality except you're controlling the reality instead of somebody telling you the reality that's yeah. happening uh the, oh fuck you know the first fantasy book i read and i didn't even finish it because well first <laughs> one was uh game of thrones the first game of thrones book 
That was the first actual fantasy okay, book okay. I can think of. I actually started reading because yeah. again, I was more into war and like sci-fi books. And I read mm-hmm. it at, and samurai. I, oh no! Oh, now I think about it. I did read this. It's I guess you can consider it fantasy because there's a lot of like magic and yeah, there's like shapes. Yeah, I guess yeah, I would say it's fantasy. so. I read there was a samurai yeah. series I read, and uh, it's like samurais and ninjas, but like they had. Yeah, they definitely had supernatural ability. So I'll definitely say that was the first fantasy series. It's the series was called The Last Song of the Heron, I think. Okay. And it was a three three core books and then a prequel and a prologue book. And I read did I read the pro I don't think I read the prequel one. I didn't really have any interest in reading the prequel one. I was like, I don't need to know what the fucking uncle did. Who cares? He's dead. So <laughs> But the other ones were really fucking cool. So I think those were definitely probably the, the first fantasy book. And then I tried to read the Game of Thrones like everyone did. Um, which the book Graham's hard to read sometimes, man. Hmm? Especially his his love... Because Graham is hard to read sometimes, dude. Whenever he gets to the really fucking awkward sex scenes... Like there's one part in the book where he's describing wiping period blood off of a fucking table with a, a part of your cloak. And like, dude... Yeah. I mean, you know, hey, cool. He's writing women. He he does that, okay, you know. But fucking really, <laughs> I tell you, nobody nobody writes women better than Robert Jordan. And Robert Jordan did the Wheel of Time series, and dude, oh, it's a fourteen just, book uh, series. Amazon, it's the, they wrote, they're making it now. I uh, did a uh, my favorite convention I ever been to is a book convention called uh, the Robert Jordan uh, Wheel of Time convention in Atlanta. Oh, nice! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Like I drove six hours to go to a book convention. That's how nerd I am. I um, and, uh, it was so good. I won first place in a Star Wars trivia fucking thing. Nice. I would have failed. Star I, Wars I, was like I, one uh, of. I'm a I'm a trek. Star Wars was a big like sci-fi that fucking bit me hard, dude. I remember I smoked pot for the second time right before I watched. Uh, oh shit! What was this, episode two? Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I watched the. I got I got fucking ripped behind the fucking movie theater. Went in and sat down and had my mind just like shot out of my asshole. <laughs> that was amazingness. It was high as fuck. Out of disappointment. Yeah. Just <laughs> like, oh no, dude, I love it. <laughs> I know Loved you do. I, I I have such mixed feelings about it. Cause I'll, I'll be honest, as because oh, we're the same age, so like I. Yeah. I had a different experience. I hated him. I walked out of those movie theaters being like, this is what the fuck. Now, when they when it all ended and like it like sat with me over the years, like overall, mm-hmm. I I don't the story's fine to me. I don't mind the story. The story's fine. Uh my Metachlorians. Yeah, <laughs> obviously there's a few things there that I don't to me personally, I think Phantom Menace is completely useless. Like you can just oh, yeah. get rid of that movie and it won't matter mm-hmm. at all. Um, we didn't need no, to see Anakin Skywalker as a kid in the desert like that. We didn't need that. We already saw that. We that movie, to see him that movie could Jedi be Jedi Academy, like being a fucking Jedi. Like that was a waste of a movie. That movie could have been boiled down to about twenty five minutes. They meet up, fucking Qui Gon and Obi Wan fight Darth Maul. Qui Gon dies. Obi Wan runs off. Fucking Anakin. That's it. It could have yeah, been a fucking I, I, 20, 20 page comic, and you're done. Yeah. Uh, my other issue has always been the love, try the love between Anakin and Padme. It doesn't make any sense. Like he needed I mean, again, they need there needed to be a love there. There needed to be a father and mother. Obviously, uh, mm-hmm. needed to rewrite that. Like the fucking 
it just makes no sense why she would fall in love with him. It kind of makes sense that he would fall in love with her. Okay, he's he was an eight year old kid. He sees his girl like who wouldn't have you know every eight year old who doesn't love Natalie fall, Portman you know? by the way. It, yeah, um, <laughs> but it just it, that just made no sense. Uh, and then you can just tell like by the second movie, Natalie didn't want to be doing that anymore. She was so checked out. She was just <laughs> like you watched. Like I I tried to rewatch them recently. Uh, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Like the like, acting is the, so fucking bad. When they redid uh, Phantom Menace in 3D, I went to the theater with my little sister, and she fell asleep like 20 minutes into it. I am. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who? What kid doesn't want to hear about trade regulations? I'm sitting there, dude. I'm like, yo, dude, they're about to fucking fight, and she's like, fucking zonked. And we're the only ones in the theater because nobody else gave a shit either. <laughs> that was like the fourth time they released that fucking movie. They do it every other year. It's fucking annoying. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. I mean, I'll, take, again, I'll no, take those movies over the bullshit that happened on the new trilogy. Agree. 100. 100%. I will gladly sit down and watch the fucking prequels back to back to back and then rewatch them again before I have to watch the sequel trilogy again. That I have not rewatched a single it. one of those movies. No. I have not rewatched a single one. Uh, you know, I'll be honest. So when we saw, my girl and I saw Force Awakens when it came out. Obviously, it was the first one. Who didn't go see it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That I one was, that one was okay. That was, that was New yeah. Hope 2.0. That's what that was. Exactly. But that's what it needed. That, to me, that's what it needed to be. Um, yeah. But, again, that whole movie could have been cut to 25 minutes. Uh, leaving Luke out like that for an entire movie was a huge mistake. Um, killing Han is unacceptable. And, and given Harrison Ford oh, and the, that that happened, well, then don't bring Han back. Don't bring him back. He doesn't need to. Just let him die off screen. That oh, he died of old age, whatever. To bring him back just to watch him die was such a slap in the or, face of the fandom. Or just give him like the ten minute cameo. Like okay, here's my fucking. I'm gonna give you a ride to where you need to go, and I'm gonna dip out with my fucking ship. Me and my homie Chewie are gonna roll out, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys got it. Yeah, we saved the universe already. It's your turn. It has been done. done. Yeah, that would have been fine either. Or just again, not even have him. Just fucking don't even bring him into it. I would, <laughs> yeah, have, yeah. I would have preferred that. Uh, didn't give shit about Ray. Who, who is her? Nobody knows. She's not the fucking daughter, granddaughter of Palpatine. You know why? Because J.J. Abrams doesn't even know that. So no, that's fucking bullshit. Uh, Finn was a <laughs> waste. He could have been a great story arc. Nope. Fucking exactly. don't, get the black, don't get the black guy a minute. Fuck him. Uh, who's Rose? Who fucking cares? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> what the fuck was... Why would they just tack on a random love story? At the end of the and then they movie? throw in this kiss during a moment that didn't need to happen where he was trying to save people and then she causes death. It's just... What the fuck? Yeah, dude. It's like... No, my, they should. My brother, I know he doesn't listen to my show, so I can say this. My brother, was, <laughs> uh, uh, he told me that he liked the Last Jedi. He's like, I, I liked what they did with Luke. I, I looked at, I was like, you're not. You're not <laughs> We're not family. We're not family. <laughs> I, I want a blood test immediately. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, the have him is just such like it was like getting a fucking blowjob, and at the end of it, she ends up biting you in the fucking head. But she from the moment she just started off with teeth. Oh, oh, oh that's how this yeah. is gonna be. <laughs> but then she got you with a jagged one in the back that's been broke for about two years. Oh God, her <laughs> the crack tooth in the back. 
That's what uh, that shit was like, dude. I mean, Luke could have been just a. They could have done Dagobah two point you know, again. It had Luke riding on Ray's back, and I would have been so. I would have been there with like my. I think everyone wanted. People would have loved. Oh, it's just everything about it. Him throwing the lightsaber. Oh my god, it's just such a. Yes. And, and and then you know recently with with George Lucas finally coming out, and then his ex wife, who was one of the editors on the original trilogy. They, they both come out she and was like, like, you guys fucked everything up. Like, you guys need to apologize to the fandom. You need to apologize to us. Because when he, when the whole reason... When he sold it, yeah. Uh, uh, people give him shit for selling it. It's like, well, the reason why he sold it, because the fandom fucking attacked him for the prequels. They called him... Gosh. He was absolutely attacked for the prequels. So he mm-hmm. knew that a sequel trilogy needed to happen, but he wasn't going to do it. Because you, the mm-hmm. fans kicked him out of it. And you, the fandom, need to understand that we are the cause of the fucking sequel trilogy. Not J.J. Abrams. It's not that stupid bitch Kathleen Kennedy. It's the fucking fandom that blew up over mm-hmm. the prequels and scared George Lucas away. So you got mad about Jar Jar and this is what happened. Yeah. You guys you got, got so got mad pissed about Jar Jar. over Jar Jar that you let some dumb bitch who knew nothing about Star Wars take over and you guys were mad about it? No. Take some responsibility, fandom, and understand that you, you guys your- bitching about fucking the prequels, causing an old man to who put his heart and soul into this shit to say, okay, and step away from it. You and then back bitch and again about it. And know you deserved it. Exactly. Take the toothy blowjob, fandom, and fucking love it. <laughs> and you're getting and you're getting the snowball in the mouth. So just fucking open up. That's my feelings on the whole Star fucking Wars. Mosier style, yes. Fucking oh, seconded man. from a dude who has. Yeah, I'm a hardcore Star Wars fanboy since I was a kid. Since you know, first seen the second movie, and then yeah, I almost like I'm afraid to like ashamed to say this shit now after the new trilogy. Well, I'm a Star Although Trek fucking... fan, and I I definitely have some shame there because of what's been going on recently. It's just like what. Who, why, 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 stop, please. And then this is why I was afraid with, with Star Wars, J.J. going over to Star Wars. Like, well, he didn't, you know, the first Star Trek movie sucks. The fucking... He didn't make Star um, Trek movies, dude. Those aren't, those are action movies with a fucking teleporter in them, dude. No, those aren't that's Star why, Trek movies. That's why I say Star Trek Beyond, the third one that came out, is the best one. Because it's an actual Star mm-hmm. Trek movie. It feels like a Star It does definitely has its blockbuster fight shit, mm-hmm. but... It, and to the core of it, like I watched that and I was like, this, I could have felt like this could have been like a two part episode of one of the series, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, JJ, JJ Abrams is, um, all, so we all agree that Next Generation was the shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I do, that, that is my go to Star Trek. Same I'll here. watch that I'm, one over and over. I'll be honest, I'm not a, a original fan. I beyond the movies, I grew up watching the movies mm-hmm. over and over again. But the series, like, no, it's just too dated for me. I can't get into it. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's it's like going back and playing the video game from your childhood. You know, I can't get into a fucking like a polygon game anymore. Oh yeah, which I tried. I tried to go back and play some games. Like, oh, I remember loving this. Like, I just can't. I'm just my mind is too, you know, here in this world now. Yeah. But um, yeah. I am con- continuing on the rant of the Star Trek fandom. I do have to bring another thing up in regards to the DC fandom here because I am a DC fanboy. So I, this is something that really bothers okay. me. Okay, to all the people out there who petition for the Zack Snyder release and all this shit, 
Fuck you. Where were you in the beginning? Why weren't you guys fucking all for him to begin with? Why didn't you just say fucking mm-hmm. AWB? We want to just let Zack Snyder do his shit and fucking make his movies. No, you guys backlashed again on Batman versus Superman that caused the studio to panic to bring in some stupid sexist piece of shit to rewrite a movie he knew nothing about. So again, the fandom needs to realize that we have more power than we understand. And then when we go off on these tantrums, well, guess what? We're going to get some fucking bullshit as a result. Uh, to, like all these, co- all these people that bought all these franchises that we loved that were like product of somebody's imagination and everybody, you know, right now it's just fucking paychecks to these people. Wow. So, I mean, that's, that's all it is. They're thinking in dollar signs now and not, you know, I, just like, what would be the better story? I will say, I will give praise to John Favreau and Dave Filoni for saving Star Wars. Um, 100%. Mandalorian is beautiful in its simplicity. It is fucking My, dad, awesome. my and, dad's uh, been a Trekkie since the, since the 70s. The OG series, my dad, you know. And yeah. uh, he called me when the Mandalorian came out. He's like, "Have you seen this shit yet? It's amazing." <laughs> he's been roasting me for years for loving Star Star Wars, dude. It's just a different Star Wars is fantasy and um, high fantasy, where Star Trek's mm-hmm. more science fiction. So it's yeah, it's exactly different, it. Yeah. Different things, uh, but in my opinion, in, in my mind, I mean, what would fuck man? What would the world be like without Star Trek or Star Wars? Like, I wouldn't want to be in that world. Yeah. Exactly, dude. I, I, I embrace all the fantasies out there. Anything like it helps you That's escape. Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica lick my ass. <laughs> I've never watched any BSG episodes. I've never seen I tried. once. I tried. I tried to watch the original. I tried to watch the reboot. I tried to watch this. All oh, I just cannot I'm, get into it. And, it. and But again, it's one of those things that like, I respect it because it has okay. one of the most fucking loyal fan bases I've ever encountered. Like people yeah. who love Battlestar Galactica, I mean, they put they put Star Wars fanboys to shame. 